This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say praise the Lord. You know, I'm always delighted to come and preach after hearing such wonderful singing. It just prepares your heart. It elevates you. It lifts you up to heavenly places. And you're just ready to receive whatever the Lord has to give you. I am so grateful to be in the house of the Lord today. How about you? There's no other place that I would rather be than in the house of the Lord. You know why? Because I think about all the Lord has done for me throughout this week. I think about his goodness and his grace, his mercy is unfailing. And because he shows up for me, I can do no different than to show up for him. So it is a blessing for us to be together once again. I want to thank God. You know, we're in the season. We're, right now we're in a season of Thanksgiving where the world recognizes a, a, a time and a, and a little space during the year to give thanks. But I believe as people of God, we give thanks all through the year. Day in, day out, night after night, week after week, we continue to give God all the praise. Why? Because he deserves it. He deserves all our praise and thanksgiving. I want to thank God for our pastors, Pastor Rose and Pastor Jen. I want to thank God for all the officers of this church that continue to do the, the hard work to keep the gospel going forward. And I want to thank God for the members of this church. Without you, without you, it would not be possible for the gospel to have a far-reaching effect. What am I trying to say? I'm just so happy to be a part of the family of God. What about you? It is a blessing to be a part of the family. Why? Because this is where you find acceptance, you find love, you find grace, and you find opportunity. Today I want to talk to you for the next few moments under the caption, the power of a grateful heart. The power of a grateful heart. Psalm 107. Psalm chapter 107 Beginning at verse 1, the Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Because he is good. For his mercy endures how long? Forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out from the lands, from the east to the west, and from the north to the south. 
You know, we have come from various corners of this of South Florida to worship and our online audience have gathered, gathered from the four winds of the earth. We're here to declare that God is good. His goodness and mercy is forever. It never fades. It never slows down. It never gives up on us. And we're here to reflect on the fact that God has been gracious to us over the last six days of this week. You know, the song says, safely through another week, God has brought us on our way. I love that song. You know, if you're like me, you've been overtaken with trials and tribulations throughout your lifetime, and at times overcome with grief, struck with fear, loaded with doubt, and riddled with stress. Do I have a witness? Has anyone had those experiences besides me? I'm sure you've had times where you've had to endure pain, struggle, brokenness. You know, this life doesn't allow us time to heal, to get treated, to seek therapy, or even to get help and get better. Life doesn't give us the time that we need for that. But 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57 tells us, but thanks be to God, which giveth, giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you here, brothers and sisters, friends, that if you have Christ in your life, you will always have joy, you will always have peace, you will always have good times, and you'll always have bad times. But I want you to know that through it all, he will see you through. You know, I'm here to tell somebody today that no matter what you've been through this week, you can make it even if you have been broken into pieces. Christ can put you back together again. And when you have an attitude of gratitude, you don't need a season to offer the praises to your king. No, you offer them always with a heart of thanksgiving. You know, I'm talking about the power of a grateful heart. You know, in order to have power in your life, real power, you have to be grateful. And if you are grateful, it is because you have power, because they both work hand in hand, synonymously and simultaneously. For you and I to have this experience, we need three things to consider. How many things? Three. three. Number one, God is good. Number two, we have been redeemed. And number three, God the Father through Christ Jesus hears our cries and delivers us from all our troubles. Now let's look at verse one in Psalm 107. It says, oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. Family, who is speaking here? Who is saying these words? It's David. It's David. And one thing that must be understood as you go through life is that God is good. David knew that God was good to him. Not only was he good to him, but he was good and he is good. 
In fact, his character is so good. And his actions are so good that they can never be misunderstood. Psalm 119 verse 68 says, you are good and you do what is good. I love that. You see, Christ by his very nature is good, which means he is morally excellent. He's extraordinarily beautiful. He's deeply overjoyed and he's extravagantly bountiful. You cannot plunge into the depths of his goodness without having these euphoric feelings of joy and happiness and excitement. Because his love is amazing. And because this is Christ that we're talking about here, we have to raise his goodness to the highest level possible. You see, David understood very well about the goodness of the Lord. He recognized that he was loved and he was embraced by his heavenly father. Very early on in his life, he had some experiences that shaped him for destiny and purpose. Many times we don't understand why we go through what we go through until we understand why we have gone through what we've been put through. Did I confuse anybody? You see, very early in David's life, he had some real experiences. There were no ordinary situations. In fact, while he was a shepherd boy tending to the sheep, he would have to, at times, fend off wild animals in order to keep them safe. This instinct to protect at all costs and fend off ferocious beasts could only come from a place of gratitude and love. You know, one thing I've learned is that people who hate animals, they also hate human beings as well. So anytime you see someone that will abuse an animal, just be sure they have no problem abusing human beings as well. David loved animals, and he knew how to care for them, how to be kind to them. Sheep are so gentle, and David had the opportunity to learn the ways of a shepherd, but he didn't realize that in the background, while he was taking care of the sheep, Christ was working on his behalf, setting him up for the next king of Israel. I want you to know, family, that while you are going through your crucibles, while you're going through your, your troubles, while you're going through your tribulations, Christ is working in the background trying to set you up for victory, trying to set you up for your next opportunity, trying to set you up for deliverance. Never give up. Never throw in the towel. Never raise your white flag. Because God never gives up on his children. During David's humble disposition, living a shepherd's life. God was working in the background and David knew, he knew, he could sense that because he, he, he served such a big God, his dreams, he could dream big as well. 
He didn't know where the Lord was leading him at first until it became clear. But he learned the ways of trust. He learned how to depend on God. He learned how not to lean on his own understanding. And he learned that in all his ways he had to acknowledge God. David took time to spend with his master. And he said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. David experienced power in his life because he learned very early to offer and, and give thanksgiving to the Lord. He also knew what it was like to be redeemed. The Bible says that we have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Notice what it says in verse 2 of Psalm 107. Let the redeemed of the Lord say what? Say so, whom he hath redeemed from who? The hand of the enemy. Family, this is a call to respond to the mighty acts of God. If God has redeemed you from something, then you are called to declare it. You must declare his mighty works. You know, when we learn to give thanks to Christ Jesus our Lord, it gets our eyes off of ourselves and back onto God. It reminds us that Jesus is the giver of all good gifts. We were never intended to be fully self-sufficient in this life. Now, mind you, we live in a society. We live in, in, in America where it is promoted to be self-sufficient, to seek after the American dream to get all you can and can all you get. But I wonder sometimes when we get all the stuff, how is it, why is it, there are so many people that are still taking their lives, committing suicide, ending, ending their lives, bringing so much pain and misery into their families, all because, yes, they have it all, as far as the eyes can see, but they have nothing inside. Because the Bible says, what does it profit a man? to gain the whole world, but lose his soul. So while people are seeking after the next, next nice car, next amazing job, they're trying to get a, a, a promotion at work so they can be able to take that next amazing vacation, I want you to know if your focus and your attention are on the things of this world, you are going to remain in darkness. David recognized he had to give God all the praise. He recognized that it is only through Christ we can receive everything that we need for this life. He knew God as his provider. He knew God to be his shepherd. He knew God personally and intimately. You know, I thank, I thank the Lord that I can go home to a wonderful wife. Amen. I also thank God for my daughter. Amen. 
She can act up at times, but she keeps the energy flowing in our home. I also thank him that I can have an experience of heaven on earth. There's no other place that I would rather be than to be at home with my family. But how many people can say that? Some people hate going home because it's there where all the pain and the brokenness and the misery and the abuse, distress and, and everything bad takes place. But what a blessing it is if you can have a home with peace in it, with joy, a, a, a place where laughter is not mocked, a place where you're not ridiculed or criticized. You can just be who you are and enjoy time together. I thank God for all his blessings. But family, I gotta be honest, I've seen times when the enemy has tried to spread dark clouds over our little abode. He's tried to sow seeds of discord, hatred, and malice. Sometimes we could feel as though the enemy was pulling us apart because of negative feelings and tension building between us. I would have to say at times, devil, get thee behind us. You know, I told my wife that we have an enemy that will always try to put us at odds against each other. However, we, we reminded ourselves that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The Lord is our refuge. He's our rock, our fortress, our shepherd, our king, and our redeemer. We can run to Christ and he will save us from the hand of the enemy. He will remove the darkness and gloom. It's not easy trying to run a family these days. Let's be honest, right? There's, there's always a competition at times, who makes more, who can pay more of the bills, and who can, who can be a better, better parent, and there's always competition in our homes when we don't realize we're all under one roof. We should be one, we should just work together. And at times, when we are wrestling back and forth, we're fussing and fighting and we're cussing and we're carrying on, we don't realize that's, an, that's the enemy that's trying to get in between and tear us apart. I can't tell you how many times I've had to call out the enemy and said, devil, you better get away in the name of Jesus, right? Because I realize my wife is not my enemy. We may have a disagreement, we have a, may have a misunderstanding, we're just trying to get to a place of common ground so we can understand each other. It doesn't mean that we hate each other. It means that we're struggling to get to that place. But it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what the struggle, just know if the Lord has blessed you with a family, take care of each other. Spend time together. Go out on trips. Just go to the park. Just do a surprise, spontaneous getaway experience. And do that because life is short. 
Too many people are chasing the American dream when to me, I believe the American dream a lot of times appears to be a nightmare. It really does. You remember back in 2000, I believe it was 2008, when the, 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 the massive crash took place. You had all these people that couldn't afford a mortgage, but they were given a mortgage. They were given the American dream. That's what they thought. And then all of it went up in smoke when everything blew up. Family, it's not worth it trying to seek after the things of this world. David knew that. Solomon knew that. There are so many Bible characters that we could talk of, but I wonder today, do you know that? Do you understand that in your life? That it doesn't matter what you're chasing after, it will not give you complete satisfaction. It will not give you the pleasure that you're really seeking after. You know, David, the spirit of the Lord was on his life. And he was known as a man of skill. He was brave. And he was also a warrior. Even though he found favor with King Saul, initially, it quickly vanished when he rose in strength and fame. You know, people will always like you if they think you're below them. And you don't appear to be a threat. The moment you start to shine, the problems start to show up. And this is why David had to declare that the Lord was most worthy of praise and glory. David's attitude of gratitude elevated him above the hostile actions of his enemies that gave him the winning advantage. Not only have we been redeemed, family, by the hand of the Lord, but God through the Father, God the Father through Christ Jesus hears our cries and delivers us from all our troubles. Notice what the Bible says in verse 8 of 107. Verse 8, it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. For the, to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Amen. You know, I remember this week I was, I was with my wife. We were driving together. And we were, we were looking at a challenge that we, we had on the home front. And we were trying to work our way through this situation. And, and I, could, I, could, I could tell there was a there was a sense of uneasiness. We, we, we just, we, we, we were not able to wrap our minds around, hey, why is the situation not working itself out? And then I had to stop and I realized, you know what, that's the enemy. He's trying to come in to bring discouragement. He's trying to come in and bring confusion. So we paused right there and we just started to pray. I tell you, every time I pray with my wife, I feel like heaven has come down and glory fills my soul. Because we, we share that spiritual connection together. 
Not only do we share a spiritual connection, we also share a physical connection. It's strong. And we share an emotional bond. And let me tell you, family, only God through Christ Jesus could make this possible. And because I recognize that, what is my aim and purpose as a man? It is to protect my family. Can I truly protect my family in and of myself? I wish I could. Sometimes I think I can, but I fail a lot. And the Lord has to remind me, because he's so patient with me, he's so kind, so gracious, he says, look to me. I will take care of you. I will provide for you. I will show up in your situation. I will bring deliverance, not you. I have already figured it out. Stop trying to figure it out. It's just amazing how the Lord just comes in and just works everything out for His good, for our good and His glory. It's just amazing how that happens. But the Bible goes on to say in verse 10, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction, and iron because they rebelled against the words of God and contemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. But then they cried unto the Lord. And what happened? The, in all their trouble and he saved them out of all their distresses. How many of you can identify with this experience that David is, 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 is expressing? You've gone through some tough situations. You've made some bad choices, made some terrible mistakes. And where are you now? You've hit rock bottom. You feel messed up. You feel lonely. You feel lost. You feel broken. You feel, you, 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 you feel bruised and battered. And you wonder, how will you come through this situation? How will you come back from all of this mess? But then you realize that in the mess, God has a message for you. What is the message? I will never leave you nor forsake you. I love you too much to ever be separated from you. There's nothing that you could do. You you could fall to the lowest low. You could descend to to the depths. I will find you. God's love always makes a way out of out of no way. You see, David knew it. He knew this too well. Why? Because he was an adulterer. He was a murderer. I know many of us, if not most of us, have not committed murder, right? Nobody has to indicate whether or not, but you know, it's amazing that God can redeem a murderer. Now, if you look at a justice system, do you see the vitriol and the hatred that is just expressed 
towards someone who took the life of another. Now, mind you, let's be real. It's human emotion, right? It's human emotion. How is it that some people, when their loved one is murdered in cold blood, they can forgive right away and continue to move forward, while others stay stuck. They'll never let it go. They'll never rest until they see the perpetrator killed, executed, or sentenced in a way that makes them feel like justice has been served. Family, I want you to know that on this planet, in this earth, in this life, there are times when you will never get real justice. There are, there are times when you will never see things work out the way you think they're supposed to work out. But you must recognize there is one, one God that sees all and knows all and knows how to exact revenge on your enemies. There are people who wake up every day out for revenge, out to, to make sure that they even the score, not realizing they are writing their own death sentence. Family, there are people are really broken. People who are, who are really abused have gone through a lot of trauma. And at times, it is difficult, it's hard, it's near impossible to give thanks. What can help them? Sometimes it's your attitude, it's my attitude. You know what? When we come to church, everybody's used to saying Happy Sabbath, but it's not Happy Sabbath for everybody. We just say it mechanically, right? It's not Happy Sabbath for everybody. But you know what makes it, makes it possible to become a Happy Sabbath? When you have an attitude of gratitude, when you find something good to say to someone else, when you find an encouraging word to share, and, and when you express feelings of joy and camaraderie with people, yes, it helps to lift them out of their darkness and their gloom. That's the power of gratitude. David knew this very well. And that's why he said, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Jesus hears the cries of his children. How many times have you cried out for your children? How many times have you cried out for your family? What about the lost or the broken or the disenfranchised? David had to suffer the hatred of Saul as it proliferated and caused his enemies to converge upon him. When his enemies came in like an army, he raised a praise with thanksgiving and the power of the Holy Spirit just invigorated him and illuminated the darkness. You see, he was surrounded with power 
Because when you lift your heart in gratitude, the devil hates it. The more pain and struggle and strife that the enemy throws your way, it serves as a constant reminder that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of some? Out of many? Out of them all. Many families right now are losing hope as they see rising inflation, extensive crime, instability in our government, World War III on the horizon, and our world rapidly falling into total darkness. It's as if we are being cast into the abyss of human misery and confusion. But Daniel 3 reminds us, Daniel 12 verse 3 reminds us, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Family, when you surround your life with gratitude amidst the negative powers of darkness, you will shine with happiness and glory will fill your soul. Family, there are many people who have experienced trauma at home. But how sad, how terrible it is to come to church and experience trauma. But the fact is, hurt people hurt people. Broken people break other people. There are so many people who are broken, lost, they they, they feel like there's no hope. Where can they find that hope? It's you, it's me, it's us as a family. The Lord wants us, like David, to learn to give thanks in the good times and the bad when things are messed up, and when things are amazing. He wants us to recognize that he's the same God throughout all our lives. We can trust him, we can lean on him. And when we take time to listen to him in the mornings, he will remind us that he's going to take care of us every step of the way. How many of us today want to say, Lord, I want to declare your goodness in my life. I want to have an attitude of gratitude. I want to have power in my life. I don't want to let situations and and problems control me or control the, the way I respond. I don't want to be impulsive. I want to be proactive. You can only have that experience if you have Jesus working in your life. And if this is your desire, if this is your plea, I invite you to stand. I believe today someone wants to find freedom. Someone wants to experience victory. So I invite you to just step forward. If you know yourself and you're saying today, Lord, I need to have that attitude. 
of gratitude. Just step out of your seat and come forward. I want to pray with you. You've had experiences of defeat. You've had struggles. You've had times when you felt like you have been abandoned. But then you're, you're here today. You are the miracle that God has been performing. Why? Because you're here today. Your heads are bowed. Your eyes are closed. Father in heaven, we're so grateful today for the message from your word in Psalm 107, reminding us that we need to give you praise. We need to give you glory. We need to have a heart of thanksgiving. Lord, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's difficult. Someone might say, well, look at the family that I, that I have. Look at the situation that I'm in. How can I give thanks? But Lord, when we take the focus off of ourselves and we put the spotlight back on you, we recognize that you are a good God. You're merciful, you're gracious, you're kind, you're loving, and you never give up on us. Oh Lord, many of us have had times when we felt that we're just going to throw in the towel. But then, Lord, you performed a miracle. And I believe that you're still performing miracles today. I pray, Lord, that you will bless your people, bless the families represented here, bless the children, the, the youth, the young people, the young adults. Each one has their own struggle. But we serve one God. And you have promised that you will always be there for us. So Father, continue to guide us and direct us. Continue to bless us as we seek you. I ask you that you will bless this gentleman who came forward by faith. You know his heart. You know his situation. And Lord, because you've shown up for him, he is showing up for you at the altar today. So Lord, I know that he's going to leave with his head held high because he's had an experience with you. So Father, we're here to declare your mighty acts. We know that you're not done working on us, working in us, and working through us. So continue to guide us, continue to bless us. And may you receive all the glory, the honor, the praise, and adoration. Because you alone, Father, are worthy. Yeah. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.